Today on the show, we have a special guest with us. His comics on Instagram has caught the eyeballs of many Malaysians. Hey, you're listening to Recess. Today is Thursday, August 5th. I'm Castle. And I'm Sulin. Let's go! Hey Daniel, so happy to have you on the show today. How are you? Oh, hey, I'm doing great. And uh, yeah, it's actually my first time on this kind of talk show. So yeah, pardon me if I sound a bit nervous. <laughs> no, I'm sure Don't you worry. sound good. <laughs> yeah, you, you actually have a very interesting um, Instagram account, which uh, a place you call, uh, you call this a place where you draw dumb stuff, which caught my eye a few weeks <laughs> back when I was scrolling on social media and one of my friends shared it. How did the idea to start the mockumentary come about? Um, okay, so uh, since young, I actually always loved reading comics in the newspaper. And I remember when I was in high school, I used to even draw stickman comics in the exercise book. Uh, but that was young days. Lah. Then two years back, I got an iPad. And then that's where I tried uh, experimenting with digital art, like drawing online. And oh, I found that it was very convenient, you know. Uh, then, you know, I just drew for fun and I posted on my own Instagram page and all that. But uh, as and when, uh, so it was very irregular and, and I only drew as a free. Then uh, mm-hmm. I think a few months back, we entered our MCO. I was more free at home, uh, more free to even think of random stuff. And I drew, and I think there was this uh, post that was, uh, don't let your dreams become memes. A series of, of yeah drawings of how uh, you know a kid saying I want to be this when I grow up and then the harsh reality happens. Uh, so that went quite viral and then I got a lot of uh, positive feedback and there were even like requests for interviews and all that and then it dawned on me like oh wow there actually is a demand for my drawings. So I thought okay maybe I should be more serious to draw more regularly to to grow my page and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's still an an ongoing process, I'll say. I'm still figuring out as I go along. That's really inspirational to hear. We see that you have a lot of your pages across all social media platforms. And recently you've been very active. You've been posting a lot. And we know that art takes a bit of time before you get the idea and you create it. So I'm sure it takes a lot of time, but is this like your full-time job then? Have you moved on to this permanently? Uh, no, I have not moved on to this full time. Uh, hopefully, maybe someday. But uh, as of now, I'm actually a copywriter, meaning I write for advertisements, really boring stuff like <laughs> brochures and websites and corporate videos. Uh, I do also do script writing. I write for some uh, YouTube content and digital ads and stuff like that. So that is actually my brain. But uh, this is just a side thing. But yeah, it's interesting how it blew up. I love that. I feel like that is just how it is with a lot of creatives. Like usually the ones that uh, you enjoy most are are not the one that is paying the bills. And um, looking through your stuff, I have a few favorites. It's just nice to see your um, like your post at the end of the day. Like it's so relatable and so chill. Like some of my favorites are the uh, the people of Malaysia like grab food and then um, politicians like grab power. And I just like cracked <laughs> up. And also, of course, there are some heartfelt ones where you shared like you have a friend whose dad is pretty rich and how they have a farm. And the reason they have this farm is because they want to do things that they did back in childhood again. And then you ended the post with, you imagine how the dads will be like 30 years from now. And then they are all like at the cyber cafe. So, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you come up with each of these sketches? 
Um, okay. I think I, I realized that I'm actually a more words-based person. Yeah. Uh, I, in, in fact, I feel like sometimes I'm not really an artist. I'm like a writer who draws. So I realized that most of the time I start with the, the message, the word. A lot of my comics are puns, in fact, if you realize. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I come up with the message. Then I figure, okay, how do I visualize it? What's the best uh, character or setting I should have for this? Uh, and then I go online sometimes to look for references because I'm quite weak in visualization, I think. And I'm a very slow artist. So I take forever to, you know, fine tune it. Or maybe I should try this angle, that angle. Then, uh, then I color it. So I, I, I really take a long time. Uh, but recently I'm learning to draw faster so that I can produce more. So stuff like that are more meme-like, I draw it more simply. Uh, but those that are more story, longer form, then yeah, I take my time. I really fine-tune the, the sketches and all that. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like uh, one of your recent posts was when uh, our badminton players, they won the bronze model, uh, medal. Did you like prep it during the show or like before that you kind of like had it in the back of your mind already? Because you uh, posted up quite, quite fast. Okay, for that one, not really. That one, I drew it after I saw the news that they won. Uh, but there are some posts that I have kind of prepped it. Like, like you know, uh, let's say COVID cases are going up. You, you can't know they will go up. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of have that in mind. I just leave, leave the numbers of figures and fill it in at the end. Speaking of the COVID cases, I'm the COVID girl of the show, so I need to ask the question on this. Uh, you make a lot of jokes based on things that are a bit sad sometimes. So like, oh, you want to be a ninja and then you end up being a ninja delivery man or COVID cases going up or uh, KFC having chicken skins and then, you know, comparing to a minister who has thick skin. Some people would describe this as dark humor. Do you think your humor is dark? And if so, why do you choose it? Um, I think, yes, uh, my humor is quite dark. I can be a very sarcastic person at times. I'm the sort of person who laughs at any time, any place. Uh, but, but I think that that's also why people resonate because these are really very dark times, very depressing times sometimes. And I think, uh, humor is an escape for people. So they find that, okay, if you can laugh at it, at least you can go through it, you know, more positively. So I like to see uh, in that way, you, you know, kind of like laughter is the best medicine. Right <laughs> now it's, it's more of a, a you know, a painkiller. <laughs> so, uh, but, but I am trying also to not focus only on dark humor. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes I'd like to also draw things that are more inspiring, uplifting, like posts that deal with uh, nostalgia, how life was when we grew up, things that are thought-provoking, inspiring. But yeah, I think because of the nature of the times we're in right now, a lot of it tends to be darker, you know, mm-hmm. things that are more real and grim <laughs> and, and, and we love it. <laughs> we love it. Cynical, I'll say cynical. We are living in the cynical times. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
So um, you mentioned that you have been getting a lot of traction recently. Your series, Don't Let Your Dreams Become Memes, has been slowly blowing up and you're getting a lot of online success. And you've mentioned that if, you know, if this is possible, you want to move into this. So what helps keep you grounded? Like Hessel mentioned that when she looks at your uh, comics at the end of the day, she feels this connection. She feels a sense of relatability. So how do you remind yourself of what reality actually is so that your audience can connect with you like instantly like that? Mm, I think it helps to keep in touch, uh, as cliche as it sounds, I keep in touch with uh, the news, what's going on with uh, memes also in a way. I think, <laughs> yeah, people express themselves a lot of memes these days. So if you can see what kind of memes people are sharing, you kind of have a grasp on what, what people, what's the pulse uh, that they're resonating with. Uh, I, I guess perhaps it's also my background in advertising where I'm aware of, as an artist, I should not sometimes be too artistic, too mm-hmm. shocks and deary, as they call. Because uh, sometimes as artists, we, you know, I want to draw this, I want to tell this kind of story, this kind of uh, imagery, but people might not get it. So I'm constantly, uh, you know, checking also which of my posts get more traction, what are the comments, so that I can be aware, you know, these are the sort of things that resonate more with people to avoid that shocks and theory syndrome. <laughs> uh, one thing I do a lot before I post or I uh, illustrate an idea, I always ask my wife, like, hey, do you think this is funny? Do you think people get this? If she says no, then okay, la, I don't draw it. If she says, uh, okay, okay, can try, then I go for it. La. Well, thank you so much, Daniel, for coming on the show today and having spending this time with us and sharing your story. Oh, thank you for having me. It was wonderful. <laughs> To our listeners, we hope you enjoyed these conversations. And if there's a topic you'd like us to touch on, you can DM us on Instagram or send an email to hellofoodiecanteen at gmail.com. That's all for today. We'll see you next week. 